Praise God. There's been enough preaching here tonight to save the whole world. Amen. Appreciate what the Lord's done in the service tonight. Uh, Brother Hayden, can you go get me a bottle of water, please? I want you to take your Bibles to Psalms chapter number 7 tonight. Psalms chapter number 7. Brother Gravely's been going through Psalms on Wednesday night. We're just going to continue right on uh, where he's left off. Psalms chapter number 7. And I'll invite you to stand while we read the Word of God tonight. Psalms chapter number 7. And hadn't it been good to be here? Amen. My heart has been encouraged. Thank you, brother. And uh, just excited about what the Lord is doing in our church. And I'm thankful to be at a church where God wants to go to church. Amen. Y'all know what I mean by when I say that. The Spirit of God is here and evident. And I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Psalms chapter number 7. You found your place. Say amen. Amen. Psalm 7, verse number 1, the Bible says, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces, while there is none to deliver, O Lord my God. If I have done this, if there be any iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. Let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. Selah, arise, O Lord, in thine anger. Lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies and await for me, <coughs> await for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about for their sakes. Therefore return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to mine integrity that is in me. O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God trieth the hearts and reigns. My defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity, and hath conceived mischief, and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit, and digged it and is fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. And I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for standing with us. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, God, for the good service, Lord, that you've blessed us with tonight. God, thank you, Lord, for the songs. Lord, thank you, God, for the testimonies, Lord, that exalted you and magnified you. Lord, our hearts, God, have been encouraged and been stirred by being in the house of God tonight. Lord, and we thank you for that. God, thank you, Lord, for a place where we can come. And God, we have the liberty, God, and the freedom, not only as Americans, but Lord, as Christians, Lord, saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, we have that liberty and we have that freedom to worship you. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd take this message, Lord, that you'd hide us behind the cross. Use us, God, Lord, to preach, thus saith the Lord, and God will thank you for that. I pray, Lord, for the one who may be discouraged, Lord, who uh, Lord, may be on the receiving end of the subject of this message. I pray, God, that you'd help them. Lord, if there's one here tonight that lo- that's lost, I pray, God, that you'd convict them. Draw them unto yourself to repentance and faith before it's everlasting too late. Lord, we love you. Thank you for what you've done in this place tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Psalms chapter number 7. 
uh, we begin, if your Bible has the heading there, we see uh, that the title of this psalm, if you will, is Shagion of David. And then it says, which he sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush the Benjamite. That word Shagion tells us about uh, this psalm. Anytime you see that word, uh, it's a word of, uh, of emotion. It's a word that's used uh, to ex- express great emotional anguish or mo- emotional uh, distress. And David, when he wrote this psalm, was in a place of distress and he was in a place of anguish. You say, well, where was David uh, when he wrote this psalm? David was under persecution uh, by the house of Saul. Amen. And we find that this man, Cush the Benjamite, I did some study on, on this and found out that Cush was either a poet name for Saul. Now personally I don't believe that tonight, uh, but other, the other view is that this man Cush uh, was of the house of Saul. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He was there in the court of Saul and we know that Saul had jealousy and Saul uh, uh, was angry at David and we know that he was mad at him because God gave him the throne and was going to take it away from Saul. Amen. And, what, and Saul was bitter and Saul was jealous and Saul was mad. So this man Cush was a instigator, if you will. He was one who came and he whispered things in Saul's ear. Saul had absolutely nothing against David other than the fact that God was using him and God was blessing him. Amen? And it's amazing the things that we'll let our heart get jealous about and get envious about in other people's life. It's been often said that there's one thing that people will never forgive you for and that is success. Amen? And oftentimes we look at others in their success and we look at them how God is blessing them and jealousy uh, begins to mount up in our heart and life and this is exactly what happened in Saul's life and Cush the Benjamite he was a wicked man and he came and he instigated and he fed that fire of jealousy in Saul's heart Uh, so this psalm is about David's reaction uh, to those circumstances and Cush instigating those relations. Amen. We find this by way of introduction tonight. We see David's supplication through verses 1 through 9. David is praying and David is talking to God about this situation tonight. But then we find not only David's supplication, but then we find uh, David's shield tonight through verses number 10 through 16. You saw who was David's shield tonight? Thank God it was the Lord tonight. Amen. And we find from this psalm tonight, we find that God is the one who protects the righteous and He's the one who punishes the wicked tonight. Amen. Uh, God is the one that will vindicate us. God is the one who will have the last say in the matter. Amen. God is the one who will weigh everything out and balance everything out before it's all said and done. Amen. So we find David's supplication and then we see David's shield. But then we find in verse number 17 at the latter part, we find David's song. Amen. The Bible says in verse number 17, He says, that I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Isn't it amazing tonight that through this slander and through all of this backbiting and through all of this instigation in David's life, isn't it good to know that he still had a song, amen? In the midst of our troubles, in the midst of uh, backbiting and in the midst of false accusations in our life, thank God you and I can still have a song because God is a righteous judge tonight. He'll vindicate us. He said, vengeance is mine. Uh, saith the Lord. He said, I will repay. Uh, so thank God when all the chips are down, after everything's said and done, you and I uh, still have a song tonight. We can still have joy because God is a righteous judge tonight. Amen. 
As we look at this psalm tonight, I want you to notice this, number one, as we examine this tonight, I want you to see the justification of the saint tonight. The justification of the saint. Look with me as we go through this psalm in verse number one. David says, O Lord my God, he said, in thee do I put my trust. He said, save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. He said, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces while there is none to deliver. He said, O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, he said, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is my enemy. He said, let the enemy persecute my soul and take it, yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. And then he says this, he says, Selah, amen. He says to think on these things. He says to consider these things. And as these first five verses of it you and I read tonight, we can consider some things of it David does in, in the midst of his slander. What David does in the midst of being talked about and being uh, persecuted. How many of you ever been talked about? How many of you, ever, uh, you thought you had a friend and you thought you had somebody that you could confide in and next thing you know they're spewing everything you told them all over the county. Amen. It hurts to be talked about. It hurts uh, to, to realize that uh, you, you know, you've put trust in a friend and put trust in someone uh, and then come to find out that you've been let down. Uh, come to find out that that faith and that trust in that friend was misplaced. But what do you do when that happens? Well, let's look and see what David did. Number one, I see this as we look at his justification. He trusts God. Amen. Verse number one, he said this. He said, O Lord my God, in Thee do I put my trust. You know, slander and backbiting is just like all the rest of our trouble. All the results should be the same. It ought to be that we take that trouble and we take those things that have been said about us and we ought to place them in the hands of a God that's faithful. Amen. Uh, we ought to not try to vindicate ourselves and I'll say up more about that a little bit later uh, but what you and I ought to do is commit ourselves to Him who is faithful. Amen. Uh, somebody may have said something about you that you didn't like. Somebody may be saying something about you that's not true and gossiping about you and backbiting and talking about you. You ought to not fret and you ought to not worry about that but thank God you ought to commit that to the Lord tonight. Amen. He trusts God. But then we see this also in verse number 1. He prays about it. David prays about the matter. He said, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. He said, save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. What is David doing in verse number 1? He's praying about the matter. He's going before God. And I don't believe that this was the only time that he went before God with the matter. But he prayed and he was consistent in his prayer life. This thing was a consistent thing in his heart and his life. Saul was after him. Saul had thrown jack at him. Saul hated him and Saul desired for him to die. Amen. He was jealous of him. So this thing was a constant thing in David's life. So what, how was he to respond? He needed to constantly take it before the Lord. Amen. We see that he trusts and then we see that he prays. But then I noticed this. Look with me in verses number 3 and 4. What does David do? He searches himself. 
David says in verse number 3, he said, O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, he said, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is my enemy. Then he said this, he said, let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. Selah. You know what David is doing? David is searching himself. David is making sure that there's no iniquity in his heart. He's making sure that the things that he's being accused of are not true in his heart and life. And that's what we ought to do tonight. If we're being accused of something or somebody's running us down, the first thing that we ought to do is make sure that they're not telling the truth tonight. Amen? We ought to make sure that we're right with God. And we ought to make sure that line of fellowship is open. And we ought to make sure that we're guiltless tonight. Amen? That's exactly what David did. David said this, In verse number 8, look what he said. He said, The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to my integrity that is in me. You know what David was doing? David was not talking about his positional righteousness. David was not talking about whether or not he was saved tonight. But David was talking about his personal righteousness. He was talking about his relationship with other people and his integrity and his testimony tonight. Amen? So David, he searches himself and that's what we ought to do when it comes to this thing of slander and backbiting and being misrepresented. We ought to search our heart. Amen. And then we notice this, that he testifies there again in verse number 8. He said, the Lord shall judge the people. He said, judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness. You know what David is doing? He's doing what a few of us did tonight. He's declaring the goodness of God. He's declaring that he's a righteous judge. And he's letting himself know. And he's letting others know that he knows a God who's faithful. And knows a God who will see him through. And no matter what anybody says, God really knows knows what was in David's heart. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter how they run you down. It doesn't matter what they think about you because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what they think about you, but it matters what God thinks about you tonight. Amen? He testifies, but then we see this in verse number 10. He confesses tonight. He confesses about this thing. What does he confess? He said in verse number 10, My defense is of God. Amen. I like that tonight. David just go ahead, goes ahead and acknowledges the fact that God is his defense tonight. Amen. I knew a preacher one time and I still know him and I won't call his name just the for the sake of protect, protecting his integrity and his testimony. But I know this preacher that He's an older man of God, and uh, there were some accusations brought forth against him. And for the life of me, as a younger preacher, I'm still young, but this was about five years ago or so, and uh, for the life of me, I could not understand why this man did not jump up and defend himself and call out these people as liars and try to build his case and make his case before men. But it hit me one day. I didn't understand all of that right then. And it was actually while I was studying this message not too long ago, God spoke to my heart about this. He said it's not his job to vindicate himself. It's not his job to go to his defense because I'm the one that will defend him. I'm the one that will defend you in the midst of slander, in the midst of those false accusations. Uh, uh, you ought to do everything in your own power to clear your own heart and make sure everything's alright with you and others. Uh, uh, but as far as the broad spectrum, hey, God is a righteous judge. Uh, God is the one who vindicates tonight. Amen. 
And he testified and he confessed about the goodness of God. Amen. Not only do we see this tonight, we see the justification of a saint, but then I see the judgment of the sinner tonight. The judgment of the sinner. Look with me when it comes to this thing of these uh, uh, backbiters and these that are spreading uh, uh, malicious lies. Look how God uh, will judge them and deal with them tonight. Amen. Look, look at verse number 11. The Bible says this, God judgeth the righteous and God is angry with the wicked every day. Amen. Now when it comes to the righteous... God certainly does judge the righteous and God will judge the righteous at the judgment seat of Christ. But we do know this is the Old Testament rendering tonight. Amen. We hadn't got to Paul's letters about uh, the judgment seat of Christ tonight. But God, uh, just as in the Old Testament, just as well in the New Covenant tonight, He is a God that will judge the righteous. He knows our heart. He knows our thoughts. And He knows our intentions. But notice what He said in verse number 11. He said, God is angry with the wicked every day. Now, does God love sinners tonight? Absolutely. The Bible teaches us that and tells us that. But God is not happy with their lifestyle. God is not happy with their wickedness. And God is not happy with their sin. And just as those who would slander David and slander the man of God tonight, God is not happy with those. God will judge them. And He's angry with those that come against the anointed of the Lord tonight. Amen. We see that. We see the divine admonition. God is angry with the wicked. But then we see this tonight. Look with me in verse number 12. We see His divine amnesty tonight. Look what He said in verse number 12. He said, If He turn not. Amen. He said, if he turn not. What does that tell us tonight? That God is giving an opportunity to repent, isn't it? And I thank God for God who's rich in mercy. Thank God His mercies are new every morning. And even with the wicked, even those who would try to persecute the man of God, even Cush the Benjamite who was coming against David in all of his evil and in all of his wickedness, God still had a heart that was ready to forgive in this instance tonight. Amen. Then we see this not only the divine admonition, we see God's divine amnesty, but then we see God's divine arsenal. Look at verse number 12. The Bible said, If he turn not, he will wet his sword. He hath been his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordained his arrows against the persecutors. Now God doesn't sharpen His sword and pull His bow back for no reason, does He? He's doing that because that sword is getting ready to slice and it's getting ready to stab and to cut. And that bow and arrow is drawn back because He's got the bead on somebody and He's about to let the arrow fly. And I want to tell you this tonight, the judgment of God, it may fall slow and it may, may not move swift, but rest assured it surely falls tonight. And once the hammer of God's judgment begins to fall on the wicked, it will continue until it accomplishes that which he desires tonight. Amen. We see the divine arsenal. But then we see the deadly aftermath. Look with me in verse number 14, 15, and 16. He said, Behold, he travaileth with iniquity, and has conceived mischief, and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit and digged it, and has fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit and digged it, and fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his pate. That word pate is just a simply an old archaic word for head. But what he's saying here is there's an aftermath to this thing of slander. 
There's an aftermath to this thing of sin in a person's life. There's an aftermath to those that would backbite and those that would gossip and those uh, that would cause division in the church tonight. And I want you to look at these things tonight quickly. Look at what the Bible says in verse number 14. I want you to see that slander is like a birth tonight. Slander is like a birth. Look what he said in verse number 14. He said, Behold, he travaileth with iniquity and has conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. Now that slander tonight is like a birth. That jealousy or that, uh, that, that, that uh, jealousy or that uh, backbiting spirit within a person, it's born because of whatever reason tonight. And then just like a baby in the womb, it begins to grow and it begins to develop. And then pretty soon it gets so big that that person travails with pain and they just cannot take it anymore and they have to let that be known, that which is in their heart. You ever met a gossip tonight? A gossip is so foolish because they can't hide anything. They know something on this one and they know something on that one and they know something on this person and they've just got to tell somebody they can't withhold it. Hey, the Bible says in Proverbs uh, that a fool utters all of his mind. uh, They cannot keep those things in and that wickedness and that mischief and that, that iniquity and that slander is soon born because they cannot keep it within their self. They'll tell you anything. They'll tell anybody anything whether they know it's true or not. Just talking to hear themselves talk tonight. But we see that slander is like a birth. But then we see slander is like a bait. Look with me in verse number 15. The Bible says this, He made a pit and digged it and is fallen into the ditch which He made. Now what about that tonight? Sin is not, uh, slander is not only like a birth, but slander is like a bait tonight. You know what those people do that gossip? And those people do that backbite? You know what they're trying to do? They're digging a pit for someone. They're trying to ruin the credibility of somebody else, whether it's to exalt themselves and make themselves look good in a crowd, or maybe it's supposed to make them feel good about themselves or something like that. But they gossip and they tear down this person's character and they dig and they dig and they dig and they dig and the pit gets deeper and you know what God does he turns around and he kicks them right off into the pit that they made and it becomes their grave tonight amen see when you slander and you gossip about somebody you're calling a person's character into question It's a serious thing tonight. It's not something that should be taken lightly. And we're not talking about being pressured or pushed into saying something tonight. No, we're talking about somebody who's malicious and has evil in their heart and wickedness in their heart and they want to see somebody fall. And that is wicked, friend. That's evil tonight. Amen. And that gossip will tear a church up. It'll tear a family up. It'll tear a marriage up. It'll wreck preachers tonight. Hey, I'm telling you tonight, listen preacher, if you've got a gossiping wife, you'll only go as far as your wife will let you tonight. Amen? That slander, it's like a bait. You're setting a trap for somebody else, but you're meeting your own demise tonight, friend. Sin, it's like, or slander, it's like a birth. Slander, it's like a bait. But then watch this tonight, slander, it's like a boomerang. Look what he said in verse number 16. He said, His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his pate. You know what my mama says? My mama said this when I was growing up, and she still says it. She said, what goes around comes around. 
What goes around comes around. And listen, friend, when you and I slander against somebody or we tear a brother or a sister in Christ down to try to make ourselves look better or try to build our own credibility, we're just ruining ourselves. You may think you're making that other person look foolish, but by the way, when you slander, everybody else sees that and they know who the gossip is in the church. They know who the slanderer is in the church. They know who the person who's out for themselves and tries to call the credibility of other people. They know who that is. People ain't stupid, friend. Amen? But that sin, that slander, it's like a boomerang. You cast it out and it'll come right back to you. Amen? And all the while, they try to make people look foolish. But they're the one that looks like a fool. Isn't that right tonight? Amen. We see the judgment of the sinner tonight. But then I say this and I'll close. I see the joy of the singer. We've looked at the, the justification of the saint. We saw the, the judgment of the sinner. But then we see the joy of the singer tonight. Verse number 17. David said, I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness and we'll sing praise to the name of the lord most high you know what the truth is all all, everything else aside i probably deserve to be talked about i probably deserve to be run down Because the God of heaven who looks at my heart, He sees the unrighteousness. He sees the wickedness. And you know what we've done tonight? We've come into the house of God and we've praised God tonight, haven't we? We've praised the Lord. But did you see what David said in verse number 17? He said, I will praise the Lord not if I've been good, not if I've had a good day, not if I feel like I've done a good deed today, not if I passed out a few tracks, not if I won somebody to God this week, not if, uh, you know, the Lord let me preach a tremendous message this week. But he said this in verse number 17, he said, I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness. Amen. You and I, we have nothing to praise Him about ourselves. We have nothing to offer God tonight. But thank God He's imputed the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ to our account. And thank God when we walk in these doors and we gather together as a congregation, God is not looking at the inward man anymore. God is not looking at that wickedness. No. But He sees the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we offer up praise... He accepts it and He's grateful for it tonight. Amen? Because when He sees our praise, you know what we're doing tonight? We're praising Him not according to what we've done, but we're praising Him according to His righteousness tonight. Amen? I want to encourage you tonight. Maybe somebody has said something about you that you've not appreciated. Uh, Maybe somebody is running around telling lies. I don't know where this fits tonight, but this is just the Bible, the Word of God tonight. And we can take this and we can apply it to our heart and our life tonight. Amen. And no matter what happens, no matter what people say about us, no matter what people think about us tonight, thank God there is a judge in heaven who is a righteous God and He'll accept our praise tonight. Why? Because we're doing it according to His righteousness tonight. Amen. Let's all stand together all over the Lord's house. I wonder this, as you're standing tonight, maybe the Lord has pricked your heart about something. Maybe the Lord's dealt with you. Why don't you come and do business with God? Hey, maybe you're here tonight and you've been on the receiving end of this thing tonight. 
Maybe people have slandered you. Maybe people have talked about you. But it might be tonight that you've been the one doing this. You've been the one dishing this out. You've got jealousy or bitterness in your heart, friend. Listen, you can come and you can get that right tonight. You can repent. You can get right with God. God is rich in mercy tonight. And He'll take you and He'll help you with the issues of life tonight. While they sing, while they play, why don't you come and do business with God?